Welcome to the Creation Innovation Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth King. Together, we'll have conversations with incredible human beings who have taken their creative outlet and turned it into something innovative. From people leaving the corporate world to be eight-figure entrepreneurs, to people who have created books, created a family, or just creating to have fun in the world. We are all in a journey to create something amazing in our lives, and I hope that you find some inspiration of your own here. This is the Creation Innovation Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to Creation Innovation. I am so excited today to talk to my friend. It's not so often that I get to actually talk to friends of mine on the podcast, and um, I'm so, so honored to have Pantea here today. So welcome, Pantea. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Nice to see you. I, I was going to say, oh, nice to have you because I always have interviews. Right. I'm usually on her her summits and her yeah. podcast and whatnot. So um, thank you for being here. So how Pantea and I actually cross paths, she is also a fellow fertility coach, but really what she's spending a lot of her time in now is focusing on helping people to create books and authoring books and what does that look like and there's so many of us that have these ideas in their brain in their heart i am one of them and pante and i have spoken about this as well for myself but how do we get that from the conception of what we have in our head of writing a book and being an author to get to the other side and before we get to that juicy bit of information that I'm sure you have. You when we first met, you had a book on trauma or you still have a book on trauma. Can you tell us a little bit about how you began and I think that's your first book, how you began to get into that field and again how that that created came to be a creation that you birthed in this world from whatever you had been through. Can you tell us yeah. a little bit about that? Actually, my first book it was <clears throat> Rules of Change for the Better. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, that's my memoir, kind of, but okay. it's more practical version of what I did, my experiences through whole things and trauma that I had. I had an accident. Somebody just uh, I attacked me and uh, um, uh, with knife point. Oh my goodness! And yeah, he actually wanted to steal my car and he did it <laughs> and threw me out of the car. And uh, I had lots of pain. And uh, but the interesting point is this. Um, uh, I worked through my trauma and uh, after a few days, uh, he actually returned my car. And that was <laughs> kind of uh, amazing because interesting. Uh, I believe in uh I believe that it, everything is your mind, right? In these cases, when somebody attacks you, you always try to push yourself hard and just thinking, oh, this shouldn't happen to me. Why this happened? I had these struggles. I'm not saying that I didn't. Mm -hmm. But the only thing I did differently was just letting go. And uh, I said, if this car is for me, it's going to come back to me. You know, there are lots of visualization and lots of meditation involved in this process. And uh, I practically learned that how it actually can be happen in our true world. <laughs> yeah, you hear about those stories all the time, right? On TV and whatnot, if somebody hurts someone's family or, 
you know, God forbid murders them or whatever. And these families come with such forgiveness, right. To these perpetrators and whatnot. And it's always, I've always been in awe of that because you never know until you are in that situation, right. Until you are the one who's attacked or it happens to you of how, how you're going to show up in the world. And I really do believe too, well, along the same lines as you, that our mind is everything. And it's this collective consciousness again, you never know what it's like when you're in it, right? Like I would like to see, to think that I would walk the walk if that were to happen to me, but I don't know. I think it would take a lot of kind of coaching through it and or practice, so to speak, on getting to a point of full forgiveness of, you know, either something happening to me or to my family. Yeah. My book, the first book is about change. People usually afraid of change Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, sometimes we just try to um, surrender ourselves with external change to external change like whatever happens in our society or whatever happens in our environment or life we just accept it and we don't do anything about it try to just fight or defend defend you know Mm -hmm. but I I just uh, through those uh, uh, lesson learned I started thinking that life is very short at the first place. But since somebody want to kill you and you you see all your life through your eyes, like, oh, right. my goodness, it happened to me. You know, you can't believe it. But uh, I tried to build my life again. So I immigrated to another country. So I had two immigration to Australia and then Canada. And... Uh, build my life like uh, because you just realize whatever you have here if you just continue doing whatever it is uh, and you accept the routine nothing change routine give you discipline which which i like it yeah but the problem is uh, you never uh, learn something if you don't challenge if you don't start uh, creation don't start creating your life so and uh, after that um, then I came to Canada again so many things happen I I have it in my book they can go and learn and uh, what I tried to build my life in Australia and then I came to Canada um, to do the um, uh, to do some jobs you know so I did some transition. So that's why I have my YouTube channel, transition channel, because uh, life is transition. You have yeah. to go through it. Yeah. Especially when you are a project manager <laughs> and do IT. And uh, right now I'm doing the health stuff, health genre and publishing branding, which is totally different. Right. Yeah. And so when you started writing that first book, did you always know that you liked writing or wanted to be a writer or anything like that? Because I think a lot of people who have these ideas of, I want to write a book again, myself included, I don't consider myself a writer. I don't particularly like to write. I don't feel like I'm good at it. And it's just more of this idea that I feel like I need to birth this out to the world to help other people. And I'm not sure how to get that there. So when you started your first book, did you just, start and it started to flow like how did that was it the idea first that came tell us a little bit about that for people i always love writing and reading since childhood and uh, i'm from iran 
there there is a there is a street in Iran called Engalov and <laughs> there are there is a university there and there are lots of bookstores that was my favorite place I always go there and used to look at the books and you know I love it I love reading and writing yeah. and I had the idea of writing the book because I think everybody has a specific story to tell and your story is so unique to yourself but it may uh, apply to many people like mm -hmm. uh, lots of people immigrate right they have lots of issues uh, very um, um, unmanaged mind because you don't know uh, what um, any very unexpected things happen to you and you have to adapt to changes so that's why yes I have it and uh, I, I knew that I have to write and it took me three years to write the first book I just published it nothing happened nothing yeah. <laughs> uh, then I, I, I just, published it yes I self-published it Okay. nothing happened I mean I didn't get any ranking anything because I didn't know about the knowledge behind the books it took me two years to study and research about how to be a bestseller not uh, I know book is not easy to make a lot of money out of it you may not be a millionaire or something unless uh, you advertise a lot or you you know the strategy how to do it but the idea of becoming bestseller is uh, the way that people can notice you. So you have to know how, what's the strategy behind it. And after my, the first book, Rules of Change, I started writing other books and even contributing others in the book to just bring more awareness, especially about the health journal. Yes, and I have to say, as you were speaking about just you researching it and figuring the things out, I, in my years of knowing Pantea, you are probably one of the smartest people that I know and so resourceful in knowing of once she gets into something, she really dives into it and is able to know so much about it. So, you know, if you don't already follow her or know her, and you're thinking of writing a book, she is definitely somebody to be in alignment with. She has had multi uh, best-selling books and has helped so many people to write their own books and be bestsellers as well. So can you tell us a little bit about that process of how you kind of started from your own and realized there was so much more to do in that and now where you're at now with helping other people to bring their books to life and their ideas to life as well? So first of all, you have to know why do you write your book, right? Sometimes you say, I have a memoir, like what I had. I had a memoir, but I knew there are some lesson learn inside the memoir, right? So it, it's, quite, it's not only my story, it's what I learned about it and how you can apply change because I was a change manager as well, right? So you have to know what you want to write. Is there any audience? You know, sometimes people say, I just want to write a book about my story. But how do you want to make money out of it? This is another part of it. Right. Sometimes you use it because you are passionate. You want to see yourself as an author. But sometimes you want to make money out of it. Is that possible? Yes, it is. To me, um, if you have a coaching business or you have um, something like you are a doctor, you, you have a practice out of your book, something that can help people, you know, 
yeah. that even with that yes you can also make money out of it yeah i think people often feel like there's so many books on fertility there's so many books on self-help etc cetera, etc cetera. but your voice matters right there is somebody that is going to resonate with that and that's kind of my thought process if i could help just one person by the book that i write or the books that i know that i want to write then that's okay for me. And again, I think finding your your why, as you say, or the motivation for each person is really different. And knowing that no matter what it is, it's okay. So you don't have to say, I'm gonna want to be a New York Times bestseller if you're only wanting to say, I want to help one person. But by all means, if you wanna be a New York Times bestseller, go for it, right? That's amazing. And I think that that's so cool and so possible too. There's so many people that are doing that that probably never thought that they would be also. And there's no reason that you can't too. You have to know, first of all, uh, you need to talk about your book in yeah. podcasts and YouTube channels. I have a YouTube channel, I have a podcast. so is not because I don't only have one book. I have, um, right now, I just focus on my health uh, part of the uh, journey because after uh, after Rules of Change, I had naturally conceived and I do fertility coaching and I'm FDN practitioner. Uh, so that's why I focus more on the health genre. Uh, so that's, you, you have to know exactly, you cannot just write everything, right? Yeah. You should have a genre. Let's, some people are um, novel writers, right? So right. they just write the novels. There are lots of audiences. They love to read about your novel. They, yeah. they want to know about this. Some people only write about the how-to books. But to compete and to stand out, you have to talk about your book all the time. Yes, it is. Uh, there is a strategy to be bestseller. But if you want to continue to be seen, you need to have a coaching program, a system that can actually promote your book all the time, or you have a community to talk about your book, you know. So book is only entry point. Yeah. yeah. And what would you say to somebody? I spoke to someone this week and they said, I have like four or five books that I've started, but I don't complete, you know, because then I have a new idea and I change to this next idea do you for somebody who's writing a book do you think that's okay and you just go back to it when you want to or do you say help them to really focus in on okay let's just power down on this one idea this one book and get through it and then you go to the next what do you suggest for somebody who's in that type of situation people are very excited when you want to write their book the ex excitement is good because that's the energy <laughs> yeah that help them to just go and write but um, don't try to generalize things right you don't um, let's say if you say if if I generalize it maybe I can have more and more audience right let's say I just want to have example let's say general health how you can optimize your your health that's a good topic but not everybody is interested for just optimal health. They need something more specific. Let's say only about the fertility or even go more um, narrow about the PCOS or 
autoimmunity go only about the autoimmunity about um, Hashimoto only you know right. so yeah. go going narrow uh, doesn't uh, mean that you lose your audience it means people who are very very interested and they they really need to know about this they yeah. go and find it and you don't need to be very expert about everything because we don't know everything the only thing people need is to see you as somebody who apply the same thing on on your uh, on ourselves like let's say for naturally conceived we had lots of uh, contributors in the book and elizabeth is one of them and everybody actually talk about their own health story and the success that they could get pregnant. And that's enough, I guess. Yeah. Because that's what people need to know. Not information is everywhere. They can find it through the Google. And right, right now there is AI, right? Yeah. Artificial intelligence, they can do everything, right? But people, your story is unique, right? Nobody can tell your story. So you have to be more specific and you have to have a niche. Yeah. It's okay if in, in your first book, don't focus on your first book too much because for me it took three years to f- finish the first one. But right now for me is much, much easier because I know exactly what I'm going to write. So if uh, in my workshops, I always talk about uh, this with my students only three days takes you can have a map even three hours right but people um it takes some time people just gather the information and focus on what they want to write yeah i think that's a a really good point as far as having a coach to help you through this right and and still people have this idea of what a coach is or isn't and uh you know when i started in 2008 which seems like a million years ago, people didn't know what a life coach was. You know, they joked that, oh, you're from California, you eat sushi and you have a life coach. Like now everybody's a life coach. And even with that, in that, they tell you to niche down, right? So that you have the focus of where you're going and who you're talking to. And it's the same around this and having a coach to help you through making that mind map of what your book is going to look like or whatnot. Because otherwise it is so easy to say, I'm again, I'll use myself as example. These books have been in my head and on my phone since 2016, right? So if I had a coach that was helping me, okay, Elizabeth, we're going to do this and we're going to get from point A to point B and hold you accountable. That's really what it is. And that's why I believe in coaching so much for everything, your business, you know, if you have a personal trainer, whatever it is, fertility, of course. Um, But knowing also that it's a short period of time because i think when people feel like oh my gosh i'm going to invest in this coach to help me write this book or whatever it may be or consultant it's just a short period of time to hold you accountable to get to the result that you want right because sometimes we don't have all the knowledge that we need in order to do that or we think that it's you know i couldn't possibly be an author right it seems like something that the other person can do but not me and to your point some people say you only need to have 10% more than that or no 10% more than the last person to be an expert in that field. And like Pantea said, people just want to know your story and see the possibilities and the hope in whatever it is that you're 
quote unquote selling in your book, right? Whether you're actually selling it or you're just sharing your story, they want to be able to see themselves in that too and take away some, some good ideas. So I think having that ability to have someone to help you even do that map of, you know, like, what are, what are the chapters look like? What are the ideas look like? Am I a single author? Am I collaborating? And all those sorts of things. So collaborating has been something that's fairly, or it's not new at all, actually, but I feel like more popular maybe now amongst people who are generally not authors. Can you tell our audience what that looks like to collaborate okay. on a book? I started with collaboration, to be honest. <laughs> okay. I started about, uh, I wrote a chapter in one book and uh, that woman, was very uh, popular and she has a she had a very big net network not now but those days she had mm -hmm. and that gave me a lot of exposure so uh, because you are not the one other people market you right so they had physical uh, venues and they had lots of events so I involved with them they had uh, publicity on tv so, you know, th that's a door to so many things. Like when I have a contributor, when I have contributors inside the book, we all go through live ev events. Uh, like we have uh, live lunches. We also have summit. Uh, I also do the press, press release for them. So with only one chapter, <laughs> and I also, I also have my own, process of how to help them they don't need to just write it for me I uh, I just do the podcast interview and transcript it and uh, modify it together so that's why only with one chapter you can be a bestseller author without writing the whole book and going through the process because book is not only um, writing writing is one part of it <laughs> right you should have a formatter, you should have editor, you should have um, somebody who help you with the Amazon strategy. There are different formats for the book. You, you should have it uh, like ebook. You can have a paperback, you can have hardcover, and there are ways you can distribute it in different uh, bookstores. Yes, you can do it yourself, but the problem is like for me, it took me uh, three years to write the first book and two years to learn. Right, it just help you the shortcut and not to do the whole, um, whole process again and again for you know just wasting your time and money. Because my first book, I after I published it, the publishing was not the right choice for me those days because uh, I had to republish it again. The cover was awful. The uh, the categories I chose was awful. Everything about the Amazon strategy, I didn't know. Sure. Right? And I thought if I promote it and advertise it, I can get more exposure. And that was the worst idea ever. <laughs> because if, it, if, if you don't build a foundation for the book, you cannot get attraction. You cannot get any clients or you cannot get any readers out of the book. Right. You know, if the edit is not good, you cannot uh, get a lots of good reviews, right? So a book should be good. Yeah. <laughs> the format should be good because when they open it, they can read it. Sometimes 
there are some famous even famous writers i can see they got a lot of exposure because you know, like they have lots of followers but when i open the book i cannot read it the fonts are so small and you can't even you know go through it you get yeah. very bored right yeah and i think to your point also of be doing the research and everything what part of what i love now about coaching and helping other people through their process is i can take all the the times that i fell and all this money i spent and help somebody else get there faster right and yeah. i'm i don't know about you but i'm all about help me to get to the other side faster exactly. and with less pain than i than i did before and that's the beauty again of working with somebody who's been through it and knows the process because they can say oh do this, don't do that, that doesn't work, and or helps you to avoid that, you know, not so much pain and suffering, but in my case, I would say, you know, as much as we can avoid that in any way, then let's do that, right? You have to outweigh the cost of the physical cost of what it's gonna run you versus the cost of your time and energy to say, oh, I wish I would have known differently, and I wish I would have invested in that so that I could have, shown up as a bestseller on Amazon or whatever it is. So I think, again, if you're if you're contemplating writing a book and or having a collaboration of a book, really look into this whole idea of what it would be to invest in partnering with somebody to help you through that journey so that you can show up in all these right categories to get bestsellers so that you can know that it's going to be well written and edited so that it somebody is going to want to review it and have that show up because all those things do matter even if it's just a one one book that you want to get out there or three or four books you know it it all makes a difference because that is your imprint on the world that won't ever go away once it's out there uh interesting thing about the book if you have a genre and if you have a niche let's say i have uh i have a book called the gap and I have needs gap. They are in one series. And the interesting thing, whenever I promote one, another one get promoted. So mm -hmm. we, uh, I create a series with the uh, books which are, which are really related to each other. And it helps them to boost both of them together. But as I said, it's, it's great to have a collaboration because you are in the same field and the, the valuable information is going to be exchanged inside the book. It's so great. It's different. It's not only one person, which is yeah. good. I actually and, prefer to yeah. read books that are collaborations because it gives yeah. you so many different perspectives exactly. than just the one author. You know, I really enjoy yeah. that. Yeah. But sometimes, uh, let's say I had, uh, I have some, I have author promotion show. I also promote authors uh, but your story let's say memoir you cannot have collaboration for memoir right yeah <laughs> or you are specialized in Hashimoto or autoimmune disease and you had your own story why not you can have your own book or um, but uh, as I'm saying writing your best quality book needs um it needs a team you should have a good cover design good formatter good editor so everything is a combination of something that uh, good looking. Yeah. Well, 
again, you have created so much in your life that is so beautiful. And one thing before we go, I also, if you wouldn't mind sharing your quick fertility story, because you were also a mama over 40. So can you tell people a little bit about that as well and yeah. how you came to do that? Uh, yeah, because as, as you said, I was over 40 and uh, we couldn't conceive. We could conceive. I had like three miscarriages. Mm. But uh, in one point, you have to stop. You said, okay, I'm going to go to IVF. But the problem with the IVF, if your foundation of your body is not great, it's going to be fail. Right. <laughs> so that's why uh, I, um, I was introduced to holistic medicine. I knew that uh, I have to look through all, all body, not only the fertility part. And uh, and also mind, spirit, everything together. Yes. Because well, for some people saying, think that medication can do the miracle, or IVF can do the miracle. I'm not saying they are not like the, they need. Some people need medication, yeah. but uh, the the moment you don't surrender yourself to what's happening. <laughs> Uh, it's not gonna happen yeah so so uh, after that I actually had my baby after two years of struggling and doing the holistic medicine uh, after one month two months of holistic medicine practicing I got my baby I did acupuncture and then I said oh that should be a mission that's why I wrote the naturally conceived yeah. <laughs> and I that opened my um journey to do the health coaching to do the some uh, I did the functional medicine practicing as well yes and there's so many amazing experts in that book naturally conceived if if you know anybody who is trying to conceive um not only inspirational stories but again the experts that are giving their information around what they suggest in order to conceive naturally and get your body to a healthy state. So if you haven't already picked that up, I suggest you do. It's called Naturally Conceived. Um, but thank you so much for being here today. Where can everyone find you? Oh yeah, I have a website, um, acechoiceidea.com. If they have any idea, any topic to write, uh, I can help them individually or if they want to um, have a shortcut yes. <laughs> go through only contribution yes yeah, they, they can come and find me there i also have a youtube channel that's fontaikalhor transition channel.com i can give you the link and i also have a podcast uh, um, i also have another um, for my practice i also have another um, website pontaikalhor.com which is about my fertility journey and people who want to work with me if they want to get pregnant naturally over 40 of it even yeah yeah well you are a very busy lady and i am so grateful to have you here today thank talking you about friend. your books and all the amazing things that you've created so thank you so much kantea thank have you a beautiful day yeah you too thank you so much for listening to this episode of the creation innovation podcast Make sure to follow us on Spotify for free episodes and subscribe to the Creation Innovation Podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you choose to get your podcast. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening for a chance to receive a special gift. Yes, we actually do send out gifts. It's my favorite thing to do. 
So visit us at elizabethking.com backslash creation innovation for more information on how to enter. Every review counts and we are so grateful. You can follow me at the official Elizabeth King on Instagram or TikTok. Until next time.